They say the average millionaire has seven or more streams of income, and the average American has one, their job. Hmm, I wonder if there's something to this. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 39 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less and live and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to spend some time with you today. Happy New Year. We're still in January. We still have all the feels and the excitement because this is the year that I'm going to change everything about my life that needs to change. I'm, I'm making fun of it slash I love it. I love January so much. And uh, I've got a lot of great content coming your way. I'm pumped for an, an entire year of this show. Uh, I'm going to continue to just share and pull back the curtain on both of my businesses and how I do what I do and hope that you walk away with any nugget or nuggets that you can apply to your life, to your business, so that this year your online business does grow and you do end up working less and less and you're able to live more of the life you wanted to live and give more of your resources and your time and your energy to the things and people you care about and the causes you care about. That Those are all wins for me. If I can help you in any way this year do that, we're we're cooking with gas. Uh, today, we're going to talk about multiple streams of income. I'm going to break down all of my personal streams of income and give you some suggestions on how you can build multiple streams of income. We'll dive into some of the nuances and some of the stats as well. But before we get into this week's episode, huge announcement, I have a free live training coming up this coming Monday night, Monday, January 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern, okay? Monday, January 20th, 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to be going through an entire free live workshop, an entire free training, and it's live where I'm going to be breaking down three secrets to earning six figures, get this, without having to work more hours or add new customers. So if you already have your online business rolling, even if it's only making $1,000 a month, if you already have that rolling uh, and you want to grow to six figures this year, 2020 is your year. I'm here to help you. I'm going to kick off 2020 by giving you a live free training. On this training, I'm going to break down, again, these three secrets that have been paramount to me building into the six figures, multiple six figures, now seven figures. And I want to share them with you because they're actually actionable. On this free training, I'm going to break down the surprising math of earning six figures. There's multiple ways to get there. I'm going to give you real numbers, real examples. I'm going to share with you something that I call the 64-4 rule that is so powerful and so explosive and helping you grow your revenue quicker. Uh, And then I'm going to break down my four-step six-figure blueprint. What I like about this is it simplifies the idea of going from $1,000 a month, let's say, to $8,000 a month thereabouts, which is the minimum of six figures. That sounds overwhelming to most people, but there's actually a four-step process that you can follow. You don't just jump there all at once, but there is a path. And I share that with you in my six-figure blueprint. This is a free training. Look, there's no strings attached. Come to the free training, register, reserve your spot, and I'm going to do solid teaching, okay? Again, solid teaching. You're going to walk away from this workshop knowing exactly what to do in 2020 to reach six figures. 
that's it. No fluff, actual actionable stuff you can use. Also, it is live. So I'm going to be hanging out after the training, answering your questions. So we can hang out and do this in real time. Wherever you're at in your business, where you're stuck, where you feel like you have challenges in 2020, I want to help you directly on this live training. So come so you can actually ask me whatever questions you want live. Okay, so here's the link to the free training. It's just grahamcochran.com slash three secrets with the number three. Three secrets. grahamcochran.com slash three secrets. You get to that page. You can reserve your spot. When you reserve your spot, then you'll be getting emails with all the links and all that kind of stuff so you know exactly where to actually access and hang out with us live on Monday, January 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, And there'll be details there. If you're unsure if you'll be able to attend the whole thing or at all, please register anyway, okay? Uh, I'm not 100% sure if I'm gonna be doing a replay or not, the live portion is really where you're going to be able to interact with me, but I want you to come register so you don't miss out on any of the training. So even if you miss part of it, I can at least hook you up with some awesome goodies for coming. There, that's a little hint for you. There might be some goodies if you come. So register for that at grahamcochran.com slash three secrets, and I hope to see you there on Monday night. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Now, I've always heard, and maybe you've heard this, that the average millionaire has seven or more streams of income. What are streams of income? Well, that they literally mean like, like a stream flows into a river, which flows into a lake or the ocean, or whatever. Little pathways that money can flow to you. So the average millionaire, and I don't know if this has been proven through specific studies. I know Robert Allen wrote a great book about called Multiple Streams of Income in the late 90s. Um, and I can't remember if he had a study in there or if there's an official study, but I've always heard that seven is the magic number, and that's a lot more than the average American employee or wage earner because, let's face it, most of us have just one, and that's our job. Uh, That is a stream of income, and it's our only stream of income, right? We saw even last year, this time last year, the U.S. government shut down, right? It was a government shutdown, and so many of those government employees, they had no control over it. It's not their fault. They were out of work for three weeks, maybe four weeks. Um, There were people that were like losing their homes and having to go to food banks. They could not pay their bills because guess what? Their only source of income, their only stream was just chopped off. It was blocked up, and there was no more income coming in. Now, that that kind of creates maybe an incentive for you to save some money so you have some reserves, cash reserves, which would just be wise in general. But it also points to a larger problem, I think, which is that too many of us rely on one stream of income. It's it's become, uh, it's become really, I think, gutsy to say, I'm going to just bank on one stream and I'm going to be okay. I actually have issue with people who say, you know what, I feel safer having a job where they pay me a salary. I would love to own a business, but it seems too risky for me. Friend, it is riskier to have one stream of income than it is to be an entrepreneur. The the least risky thing you and I could do is become an entrepreneur. Why? Because then we can create multiple streams of income. And I talked about this in episode three of the show, why it's riskier to not start your business this year. So if you haven't started one, hint, start one. Uh, But it is risky, I think, to rely on one stream of income because if it gets cut off, you're out of luck. And you can see the wisdom in millionaires or however you want to define monetary success 
that they don't rely on one stream. They have multiple streams. Now, again, I was looking up for a study if I could prove the seven streams. Um, there's an interesting study that uh, was done um, in a book called Rich Habits, uh, Rich Habits, Poor Habits. Um, and so Michael Yardney kind of did a study of a um, few hundred wealthy individuals. And he surveyed 233 really rich people. Um, and he learned that most self-made millionaires generated income from multiple streams, multiple sources. Here's the stats he found. 65%, so most of them, two-thirds of these people, these wealthy people he studied, had three streams of income. 45%, so almost half, had four streams of income. And 29%, so one-third of them, had five or more streams of income. Right? So, what his study showed is that the majority of these self-made millionaires had at least three streams of income. So I would say three is a magic number minimum, but that's far more than most Americans have. Um, what I thought I would do in this episode is break down my streams of income to just sort of pull the curtain back and show you how this works and what this looks like, and then give you some suggestions on how you can build multiple streams of income as well, so again, I want to be as honest as I possibly can to give you real examples. And when we say streams of income, we don't mean necessarily seven or three or however many different sources or excuse me, different types. Like you have to come up with new weird ways of making income. Um, it's just that there's different multiple sources so that if one source gets stopped up, you have income coming in from another source. Even if it's a similar type of income, it comes from somewhere else. So keep that in mind and we'll use real examples as we go. Now, personally, I have 10 different income streams and that's not even including my wife, Shay, in her business. Um, so I'm gonna exclude her business for now and just show you from my examples how I have 10 different income streams just to, again, to get your brain spinning to get your mind thinking about different ways to earn income. So I'll break them all down for you. And then after that, we'll talk about different ways you can add multiple streams of income to your business in 2020. So number one, uh, the recording revolution, my main business, I sell online courses. So again, people find me through YouTube, Google, opt in to my email list, and I have an automated email funnel that pitches them courses every second of every day. Um, and those are selling completely passive, which is great. Uh, and I'm also on a, usually a month-to-month -month basis, I'm promoting to my broadcast list of people who aren't new courses, and I'm promoting my courses to them as well, or certain special offers to them throughout the year, right? Or opening and closing a course. So just in general, course sales uh, is a huge revenue stream for me. It's an income stream for me. Uh, if YouTube stopped working or if they blocked my channel or if you know the I just started stop showing up in any kind of YouTube or Google search results that stream of income would probably die out although you could say I still have the email list so I could still promote to people on my list um, but I wouldn't have the passive income of new people going through my funnel so uh, that would be a major bummer if that source of income dried up but I have nine others so that's the wisdom here of having multiple streams of income. So that's number one, just Recording Revolution courses, my main bread and butter. I also have Recording Revolution membership sites or recurring revenue. These are very different because 
These are membership sites that people have found me. Some as far back as seven, eight years ago, joined a membership site, uh, given signed up with their credit card or whatever, and I'm getting income from them every month consistently or every year if they're on an annual plan consistently, no matter what happens out there in the world. So again, if if traffic dries up, if YouTube dries up or Google dries up and I don't have any new customers, yeah, I lose that income stream, but I still get paid every single month from my membership sites on the Recording Revolution, which is nice because it's A, predictable, B, recurring, and C, independent of what's happening with my online traffic. It was a sale made once in the past that now creates ongoing, perpetual, recurring revenue. So again, a little quick bonus hint for you, or getting ahead of myself, but if you sell any kind of online course, having some membership site with some recurring revenue would be really strategic for you because it diversifies your income stream. So that's two, membership site, recurring revenue for Recording Revolution. Number three, YouTube ad revenue, okay? I don't make as much on YouTube as some of the big, big YouTubers who get a lot more views than I get, um, but I use YouTube differently. I don't optimize for views. I optimize for email capture um, because I make more money selling courses. But I do get a sizable check every single month from YouTube for just having ads run on my videos. That is a nice source of revenue. Again, if I don't sell any product, if I lose all my members in my membership site, YouTube will still cut me a check every single month because of the views that I'm getting just by people finding me on YouTube. So YouTube ad revenue is number three. Number four, I have another business. This business, the Graham Cochran brand. I sell course a course on this brand as well. So Graham Cochran course sales, which again are happening through my automated funnel every single day. I'm able to sell courses passively for this brand to a different audience. And that's another revenue stream. Every single month, I make money selling my course through this brand. So that's, an, again, if the recording revolution somehow dried up, I've got this entire business over here that's putting money in my bank account, selling online courses. Number five, Graham Cochran, membership site recurring revenue. Okay, I have a membership site. It's my six-figure coaching community. And this is an amazing community where I have members that I'm interacting with almost every single day, coaching them inside our private community, building masterclass content for them, so new trainings every single month, live coaching calls where I'm answering them and coaching their questions directly live. And these people pay me every single month or every single year, depending on what plan they're on. Again, that's recurring revenue that's baked in whether I get new customers or not because they've signed up for this recurring payment plan. That's my fifth stream of income. So let's say Graham Cochran stops selling courses or I don't get new people. I still have an income stream through the membership site. Number six, I have one-on-one -on -one business coaching. So I have one-on-one -on -one clients that pay me directly to do consulting and do coaching and to help them with their business. And we jump on Zoom calls and I answer their questions and they have access to me via private email coaching and I get paid directly from them. Again, it has nothing to do with web traffic. It has nothing to do with recurring membership sites. It's just literally as basic as it gets, me providing a service for a client and then paying me directly. That's a part of my monthly revenue. Number seven, Kajabi affiliate commissions. Okay. Kajabi is the online tool that I use to run both of my businesses. Uh, and it's my favorite online platform for doing just about everything for my businesses. And I've migrated just about everything over to Kajabi over the years. And so I love it. I'm kind of an evangelist for it anyway, because it's just a great product. And then 
eventually they created an affiliate program. And so what that means is that if I get people to sign up for Kajabi uh, using my own link uh, and they become a paying customer after the free trial, Kajabi will split that money with me. So it doesn't cost the user any more money. To them, nothing different has happened. They're just paying for Kajabi like they normally would. But I get credited for the sale because I introduce them to Kajabi, let's say, or push them over the edge to join. And so Kajabi is very happy for that. They're grateful that I'm bringing them business. So they pay me a commission, a cut of that monthly revenue every single month. What's really cool about this is that as it grows, since it's a recurring subscription for Kajabi, my commission isn't one time, it's recurring. I get paid every month in perpetuity as long as that person is, is using Kajabi for their business. This is a growing income stream for me as well. And it's a fun one because it requires no work on my part. I don't service them. It's not my product. It's Kajabi's product. I just, I just am a megaphone for them. I'm just saying, hey, here's a product that I love. And, and hint, it has to be a product you genuinely love and use. It doesn't have to be. Plenty of people pitch products all the time. They're influencers and they're getting a cut some way, shape, or form. But for it to really work and for it to work, I think, in your heart with integrity, you have to at least use the product and believe in the product that you're promoting. So there's that. Uh, Kajabi affiliate commissions. That was number seven. So um, those are all business-related, my business activities. Uh, number eight, rental income. So I have a rental house that I rent out. It's, this is really simple, right? People pay me rent to live in that house. And so I get a check every single month from the tenants. That's my money. So I own the asset, which is the home. And the asset has marketplace value, whatever the rent is, right? And it's gone up every year in the last 10 years that it's been a rental property. Uh, and I don't have to do anything, right? I just own it and I get paid for owning it, which is really, really cool. So that's another check that comes in every single month. Uh, if you, I mean, this is about this is about as old school as it gets, right? It is rental real estate. Um, it's easy to understand. It's very dependable because everyone needs a place to live always. And if you buy a property that's very rentable, um, that's in that sweet spot, that's not too expensive, AKA it's, it's a good family home, but it's not huge. Uh, then you're usually in good shape. This also can work with townhomes or condos that are in desirable areas. So rental income is number eight. Number nine, stock and bond index funds um, that were invested in that pay me dividends and interest every single month. I don't pull that out as income, even though I could. I, I have it set to automatically reinvest the interest and dividends to buy more stock and bond shares through these index funds because I don't need the income right now. But if I really needed the income, I would just make a change in my brokerage account and they would start depositing money in my checking account every single month uh, from the interest uh, and div dividends that these index funds pay. So again, that's awesome. That's just money that's paying me income without me having to do anything. Money making money. And if you want to know more about uh, that, I did two episodes a while back on uh, managing your finances for a business owner. So check those episodes out. Um, and number 10, I just kind of lumped these all together. I have some small royalties from places like Creative Live and Skillshare, um, and there's others, but where I've I've created original content for them. So Skillshare, I just did a one-off course for them years ago because they bugged me too much, um, and I they gave me a deal I couldn't refuse. Meaning they gave me a deal I could offer my mem my email subscribers where they could get access to this course for like a dollar. Um, so I was like, if I can create a course that my people can 
access from buy for a dollar or stream for a dollar, um, I'm down with it. And they were so desperate to get my business that they were going to pay me like a huge commission flat out just for how many people I get to sign up for the Skillshare, even if they canceled. So that was pretty sweet. I made a bunch of money for just a couple hours of my time. They even flew a cinematographer out, videographer out to my house, just film this course. I didn't have to do any work. I didn't have to edit it. I just taught for two hours and then they left. And I got a big, big check that month. But then there's people who have stayed Skillshare members and I get a cut of their membership every single month. And so they pay me quarterly um, a little bit. And then Creative Live, which is a really cool company. I flew out there a few years ago um, and filmed for two days. I filmed two classes for them in San Francisco that we streamed live for free, which is their model. And then you can buy the on-demand recording um, after the fact. And so those sell all from time to time. And I get a check every quarter from Creative Live. And even though I've did the work five and a half years ago, I still get paid from them. It's a royalty. Um, so it's not a ton at this point, um, but it's there and it's another income stream. So those are my 10 streams of income. Again, not even including my wife. So I'm really grateful that I have a super smart wife who runs her own super successful business um, that still blows me away to this day. Um, but again, having multiple streams is wiser than having one. Uh, I don't think you need 10. I don't even think you need seven. Again, the study that we got that um, we saw in, in Michael's book, Rich Habits, was that two-thirds of the, the self-made millionaires that he studied, of the few hundred he studied, um, two-thirds of them had three streams of, of income. And I think that's a, a sweet magic number. I think it'd be a great start. In fact, my goal for you in 2020 would be to create three streams of income. I'm guessing you already have one. That's either your day job, or your business. If it's your day job and you haven't started a business, then starting your online business would be your second stream. Uh, and that's a great idea because many of you can run this second stream of income on the side, and that might be all you need it to be. It can create $1,000 a month for you on the side. Once you get it up and running, most of it will be passive. You'll just be making your weekly content and you'll be able to grow this thing. And you can use that $1,000 a month or more or whatever it is to pay off debt, to save for the future, to build wealth, to take a trip that you really wanted to take, whatever it is you want to do. Um, or you can ramp it up and, and, and create more of a full-time income. But if you do that, let's say now you're in full-time business for yourself. Okay, well, now you've just traded one source of income for another. You haven't really expanded. You've gotten rid of your day job, which was one stream, and now you have your business with your core products that you're selling, your core online course or whatever it is, that's still one stream. So my challenge for you would be to add two more streams in 2020 to what you're already earning. Even if they're small, I'm not really worried about how much they bring in as much as that you have these streams of income. So start with your current job or business stream and then consider adding two of the following. I'm gonna give you six other potential ways you could have a stream of income. Okay, number one, create some form of membership site to create recurring revenue. This is so critical. This has always been a good idea, but in the changing landscape of um, online anything, this is more crit critical than ever before because we're seeing social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram change their algorithm. Same thing with YouTube, if you want to consider that social media. They're changing their algorithm, which affects whether your followers or your people see your stuff, which affects how many people are going to opt into your email list. So it's getting harder and harder 
um, to bank on consistent traffic because everything's changing. That doesn't mean you can't create a thriving online business. You can. It just means it's harder than it was 10 years ago, which means you need to diversify more than ever before. So I'm kind of giving you your, your warning, as it were. Don't bank, we talked about this last week, don't bank on social media to always serve up the same amount of people every single day or every single month to see what you're doing. Don't even bank on YouTube or um, Google to serve up the same number of people. Get some of your people now into a membership model where you serve them. And you have to actually serve them a ton of value every single month, um, which is one of the cons of membership sites. I've done a whole pieces on this, the pros and cons of membership sites versus online courses. I'm a fan of both. Both have their place. But a membership site will create for you more residual income that's not as dependent on the whims of traffic. It can be up, it can be down. So lock in a membership site, build some kind of membership thing. Even if it takes you the whole year to map it out, to launch it, launch it at the end of the year. I don't care. Launch it at some point this year if you don't already have a membership site uh, and get that recurring revenue stream going. Number two, if you have a podcast or even a website or even a YouTube channel, you could do this too. But if you have some kind of recurring show, get a sponsor. Get just one sponsor, someone to pay you every episode or pay you every month, however you want to work out the contract, um, to be your main sponsor. Hint, reach out to someone whose product or service you use and love so that it's easy to pitch, you feel comfortable about the arrangement, um, and it's you feel comfortable sharing it with your audience. And people will understand that you, you need a sponsor, right? Every content creator needs to be compensated in some way, shape, or form. It might be wise for you to add some sort of sponsorship model to what you do. Um, so get a sponsor, even if you just get one. If you have a YouTube channel, turn on monetization. If you've reached the level of number of subscribers and number of videos and watch time, whatever the metric is, they changed it in the last year. Whatever the minimum requirements requirements are, they'll email you. They'll email you the moment you're... you're um, you're able to turn on monetization because they want you to. They can make more money off of you the moment you flip that switch. It's a win-win because you make money, they make money. But this is this is how YouTube makes money, right? This is how it works is they run ads like a TV network. It's no different. Um, but they just share the ad revenue with you, the content creator, which makes sense. So this can be a nice, huge source of income for you. Again, my YouTube ad revenue is, is nothing to scoff at. It actually pays probably half my bills um, if I needed to look at it that way. But for other people, other friends of mine who have way more views than I have, um, even if they have a smaller subscriber base, they just get more views per video because of the nature of their videos or whatever, they can make a lot, a lot more money. I have a neighbor, a guy in my neighborhood um, who has a YouTube channel uh, where he talks about tech stuff, how to fix stuff, um, how to like mount flat screen TVs to your wall, how to set up smart home stuff, just anything tech related. Uh, and he has fewer subscribers than I do, a good number, don't don't tell me wrong, but he gets way more views than I do because of the nature of his, his video content. It's more universal. And he makes six figures off of ad revenue alone. He quit his day job years ago, just makes six, figure, six figures alone off of ad revenue. But it means he's doing over 8K a month in YouTube ad revenues. There's good money to be made there if you have the views. But that's another one. If you have a YouTube channel, turn that on this year. Uh, number four, affiliate promote a product you believe in. 
and do it one better, affiliate promote a subscription product like I do with Kajabi. A great example is Pat Flynn, who has an amazing podcast called Smart Passive Income. You should check it out. He's one of the OGs in this space um, and one of the good guys in this space as well. Um, Pat Flynn, for years, um, was made famous for posting his income, monthly income reports, and he would show how much he made each month and where it all came from. And if you looked at those reports, I don't think he does it anymore, um, but he did it for years and years and years. I mean, he has online courses and membership sites like anyone, uh, but he started affiliate promoting stuff early on. And one of his largest, if not his largest um, affiliates is Bluehost, which is a web host, right? Because he's teaching people how to start businesses online. They all need to host their website. And so he said, hey, just use my special link to get like a discount on your, your subscription for hosting. We use Bluehost. And the dude was making over $100,000 a month at times on Bluehost affiliate commissions. It's, it's genius because it's a natural thing for him to pitch because he's teaching you how to create passive income online. You need to have a website. So you need to have a host. And so he's like, hey, here's the host I use. Uh, and you can get a discount if you use my link and you know, whatever. And if you do, people are going to join because they're going to trust whatever Pat says. And once they sign up, they need hosting every month for the rest of their lives. So they're paying Bluehost every month. Bluehost is going to pay Pat every month. It's a beautiful thing to pitch, just like Kajabi. I'm doing the same thing with Kajabi. Um, so you, if you can do it with a subscription product, even better. If not, you can still affiliate promote any products you use, uh, any tools you use. If you're a photographer and you're teaching other photographers, affiliate promote your favorite cameras and lenses and lighting on Amazon, right? Just affiliate promote whatever you believe in. Um, because it's another source of income for you because you're going to get money when someone buys a product that's not even yours. Um, and a little tip here, if you're doing affiliate promotions, just be transparent. There's no right or wrong here, but I'm of the mind, like be transparent that you're, it's an affiliate link. Say, hey, this is an affiliate link. So you don't have to buy it from there, but if you want to support me, buy it from there, right? People, actually, I think you actually do better when you tell people it's an affiliate link and you're honest and transparent about it because people respect that, A, and B, they actually want to support you. Your fans naturally want to support you and maybe they don't feel comfortable buying a course from you or they don't have the money yet. Maybe they don't even know that you have courses. I mean, I feel like I'm a decent marketer and there's still people that are like, you have courses? I'm like, gosh, I'm awful at marketing. These people don't even know that I sell stuff. Uh, like I have people who will sign up for my Kajabi link and they're like, hey, man, I just hope you make money off of this whole online business thing one day. I just want to support you. And I just, you know, hope this helps. I hope this goes a long way to helping you put food on the table. It's like, dude, these people have no clue that my business sells stuff and makes plenty of money. That That's on me. That means I suck at marketing my stuff. So I got to get better at that. Um, but people love to support you. That's the point. So be transparent that it's an affiliate link and they want to support you. Uh, number five, how about this? Buy a rental property. Invest in a rental property. And that might sound crazy, uh, but it's not that crazy, actually. Um, this is probably one of the more expensive upfront things to do and more time-consuming in the front, uh, front-facing element of it. But this is like ultimate diversification because we're moving away from anything having to do with you and your brand and your business and the internet entirely. And you're shifting some of your income. Let's say your business you know, you're making some decent money this year. Maybe you're already making six figures. I mentioned the, the free training I'm doing on Monday where I'm going to teach you how to earn six figures. Maybe maybe you made six figures and you only need to live off of 60,000 and you made 100,000. 
um, and you've got 40,000 left over. I know I'm not talking about taxes here, but let's say you have 40,000 or 30,000 or 20,000 or $10,000 sitting around. And you're like, what do I do with that money? Well, one thing you could do is put it to work by buying a small little house or condo or townhouse, right? Buy a property, use that money as a down payment. You're gonna have to do your research. You're gonna have to figure out, A, what you can afford, what rents would be on a similar size and located property, what your mortgage and taxes and insurance would be, um, what it would cost to have a property manager, which I highly recommend. It can make your life a lot easier. They're worth their weight in gold. Um, Add up all the numbers and see if your down payment would allow you to get a house with a mortgage and all the expenses and your rent would at least cover those, but hopefully a little bit more. Try to have your rent cover every all your expenses and then at least a hundred bucks on top of that. And then what's going to happen is some amazing stuff. One, you're going to diversify uh, completely away from the internet, which I think is smart. There's something... Like the internet could disappear. It's not going to disappear. But the internet, I always joke with my, with my wife, like if the internet disappears, we're out of luck, right? <laughs> right? Our lives are built off the internet. Uh, we don't make money if the internet doesn't work. So if the internet stops working one day, like no money. Like literally one time I was at Bush Gardens with my family, which is a theme park here in Tampa. And uh, my website got hacked um, years ago. And like my buddy texted me. And I was like, what do you mean it's, it's got hacked? He's like, well, if you go to your website, there's a blank screen. So I go to the website and it's a blank screen, but actually I zoom in and on the top left corner of this blank white screen, you see a little emoticon, smiley face. These hackers took down my site and left a smiley face. And I'm freaking out. I'm at the theme park with my kids. And I'm like, this is everything that I was afraid of. My site goes down. My, my income goes down. I can't sell. I can't capture emails. I can't do squats. I'm on the phone with GoDaddy. I think I was hosting with GoDaddy at the time. And I'm like freaking out. I learned a lot about website security, by the way, which is one reason why I moved my site, Graham Cochran site over to Kajabi because it's all secure through their servers and I'll have to deal with hackers and all that stuff. But needless to say, when the internet goes down, my income goes down. So there's something to me tangible about owning property, right? I own this this condo that I'm in right now. Now, this isn't a rental property, so I don't make money off of it as income. We actually own it as like an use it as office space, let's say. We use it as a utility, but it's an investment property that I own that's going up in value over time and can be turned into a rental property if we no longer need it uh, for work, let's say. But my rental house is is as real and as simple as an income stream as it can get, right? It's an asset that I own. Uh, I have a tenant in it. I've had tenants in it for 10 years, multiple tenants, some great, some okay, uh, but it's really, really simple. They sign a lease, which is like a subscription where they have to pay every single month. Um, you know how much they're going to pay and they can't really get out of it without paying you in advance to get out of it. And then if they want to leave or they break the, the lease, you can get someone else in it because someone's always going to need a place to live. And as long as you have an attractive rent for your area you're, and you keep your house clean and have nice photos of it, you're probably going to get a tenant in there. So the great thing is their, um, their rent, right? It, it pays all your expenses. So they're actually paying your mortgage for you. So they're, so it costs you nothing to own after your down payment um, on a month-to-month basis. They're also paying down your principal. So that's literally putting money in your pocket, even though you can't access it right now. Um, again, they're paying all your taxes, they're paying your insurance, they're paying your property manager, 
all that stuff so you don't have to cover it. My, my rent even pays for lawn care. So they don't, I can put that in the listing that your lawn can be cut for you. So they don't even have to cut their own lawn, which makes it appealing. But they're actually paying for that in their rent. And then the profit, whatever's left over, like if there's 100 or 200 bucks left over after all those expenses, that's your direct profit that you make for doing nothing. And you own a property that's going up in value over the long haul. And again, I bought that property in 2009. Um, it's gone up probably uh, $80,000, $90,000 since then. So that's free money just by owning it in that time frame, um, which is incredible. And if you ever want to sell it or cash out refinance or whatever, you have all this equity building up in it. It can be converted into liquid equity. So the beautiful thing about real estate is that it's pretty boring. Yes, it requires ongoing repairs and things like that. But again, if the rent more than covers your expenses, you pile all that extra money into a savings account. If you're smart, you don't spend it and you use that to fix stuff when it breaks, freshen stuff up when you need to, put a new carpet when you need to. Um, they're basically paying for everything if you buy it right and rent it right. So I love an investment property. This might sound super overwhelming, but it really isn't, but it's probably the most diverse you can get away from your business. And again, as your business has maybe a good year, maybe 2020, and I'm hoping for you that it's a really good year, you can siphon off 10, 20, $30,000 extra, um, and you can put it towards your first rental property. Something to consider. And number six, this is a lot easier than rental property. Um, you can open a brokerage account and start buying some stocks and bonds through index funds, right? Buy an S&P 500 index fund or a total stock market index fund from a place like vanguard.com or fidelity.com or wherever you do your banking, right? Where you're basically buying into stocks. A lot of these in index funds have maybe a $3,000 minimum. Some have no minimum um, if you invest regularly, but you don't need as much to put into as you would for a down payment, let's say on a house. Um, there are a lot, the, 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 the money in that account is going to fluctuate a lot more with the stock market. Bond market is a lot more stable, less volatile than stocks, but it's it's cheaper to get into. And again, it's easier to get into. Uh, you'll make a little bit less money because again, you don't own a bigger asset, like $10,000 buying a $100,000 property. If that $100,000 property goes up by 10%, you make 10,000. You make 10% off the whole property, not what you put in. So you can make more in your money in real estate than you can in stocks and bonds because of leverage but it's a lot easier to get into an index fund than it is a property. But these are things we talked about in a couple episodes ago, a few months ago on managing personal finance. You, you want to think of your business as a way to diversify from your business into other asset classes like stocks and bonds and real estate. But these can also become a source of income for you, right? So these are the six. Membership sites for recurring revenue, sponsor for your podcast or your YouTube channel, turning on YouTube uh, monetization, so you can get YouTube ad revenue. Affiliate promote something, especially a subscription that you really believe in. Purchase rental real estate this year and invest in some stocks and bonds through an index fund and a brokerage account this year, right? Outside of your retirement account, because you should have that. But that's your long-term wealth building. I'm talking about outside of your retirement account, just an additional source of income for you um, should you need it. Again, I don't care how much these make. I don't care if you add all six or if you only add two, but the goal here is to be wise and to not presume upon the future. There's this great line that King Solomon has uh, in the book of Proverbs. He says, do not boast about tomorrow because you don't know what a day may bring. James, uh, the brother, half-brother of Jesus, actually says in his New Testament letter, um, 
titled James, the book of James, uh, he says the exact same thing. Don't boast about tomorrow. Um, he does, He says, don't say, you know, next year I'm going to go into this and this city and trade and do business and make this sort of revenue. He's like, you don't know what a day may bring. Instead, say, if the Lord wills it, we'll do business next year. Again, the point being, both these guys saying, you have no clue what tomorrow holds. I have no clue what tomorrow holds. So I don't want to presume upon the future, aka, say, yeah, this income stream will always be there for me. I don't know. That that doesn't really give me a license to be living in fear and anxiety all the time because that's not helpful either and it's pointless. What kind of life is that to always live in fear and anxiety? That's not what I'm advocating for or to live as a fatalist or be skeptical of anything. I'm saying this is wisdom. It's wise to not assume the stream of income that you have right now will always be flowing as nicely as it does, if at all. So, start to create multiple streams of income. And my goal for you in 2020 is to add two more streams. I don't care if they're small, but add at least two more. So you have at least three streams of income this year. If you can do that, you will be on your way to living like millionaires live, living like wealthy people live. Wealth isn't all that it's cracked up to be. That's not the ultimate goal, but you can see a correlation between people who build wealth and people who don't are the people who don't rely on one stream of income. So add those two in 2020, and you'll be like 69% of these self-made millionaires that uh, were interviewed for this book, Rich Habits, Poor Habits. So that's something. And then if you want to go crazy, go to the magic number seven that people talk about, right? Seven streams of income. If you want to go crazy, go to 10 like me. I mean, if you add Shays in there, we've got another two at least. So that's 12. So go bananas, you know, do whatever you want to do, um, especially if these other streams of income are passive in nature so they don't require you being active, which is why I like my real estate investment and stocks and bonds and the affiliate products and the recurring stuff. That's all great. But the, the, the goal is simple. Add more streams of income and you will be smarter. Now, before we go, two things. One, if you're watching, leave me a comment below and let me know how many streams of income do you have? Just the number of streams of income that you have, leave a comment below. And also, please come to my live training. It's happening this Monday, January 20th, okay? I don't know when you're watching this. Hopefully you haven't missed it, but January 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern, I'm gonna be teaching you three secrets of earning six figures without working more hours or adding new customers, which is the whole goal is to increase your revenue without having to get a ton of new people in the pipeline, right? Just with what you already have right now, I want you to get to six figures this year. I'm going to break down these three secrets in depth. I'm going to go over my six-figure blueprint in depth. I'm going to do live Q&A at the end so you can hang out with me and get coached by me directly. I'll answer whatever questions you have about what, do I, what I'm teaching in the training or any challenges you're facing in your business right now. This is all going to be solid, solid content. Okay. So no fluff. This is just a solid free training. I want to offer you. So come to the free training to get your registration uh, link and reserve your spot. Go to grahamcochran.com slash three secrets. That's the number three, three secrets. If you're watching, I'm going to put the link on the screen. It's also in the description below this video, but just go to grahamcochran.com slash three secrets. Reserve your spot. Even if you aren't sure if you have time to come on Monday, reserve your spot now because I've got a little bonus for you that you'll find out about if you actually reserve. So reserve your spot and you'll be sure to get the little bonus as well. 
and you'll get all the details. I'll send you the links where you know where to show up on Monday night uh, and hang out with me live. I cannot wait to see you there. I'm going to be teaching you some great stuff, try to help you out. Again, I want 2020 to be the most successful year for you in your business this year. And that isn't all income. That is a part of it. You need a certain amount of income to live and to achieve your goals because guess what? Things cost money. But I also want to help you do that, reach those income goals, reach six figures while working less and having more time and brain space in your life to actually live. That's really why we started these businesses in the first place is to live more and to give more to those people and things we care about. And that's what this show's all about. So I'll see you on the webinar, grahamcochran.com slash three secrets. And I can't wait to see you on next week's episode either way. Have a good one. Talk to you soon.